It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Magic basketball is back. That's all I have to say. That's, that, that, that's, that, that's it. That's the intro. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is September 29th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, the Magic hold their first practice. We talk about some of the sights, the sounds, the uh, general impressions as the Magic get going here with training camp. They did have an, an evening session, which we will hear probably more about after today's uh, afternoon session. Uh, later on today, I apologize for recording this a little bit later in the day or a little bit later. Um, just kind of hit hit a wall, had to go to bed. Um, so I'm recording this here on Wednesday morning. We appreciate those who do make us your first listen. Apologies for getting things out late today. Well, we'll try and be better um, throughout the course of the season. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, the Magic's defensive philosophy and why defense is still going to be their key to success and why they shouldn't neglect the offense. Um, we'll get into some of those issues coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Lando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. You want the lowdown on the Boston Celtics ahead of Monday's preseason game? Check out Locked On Celtics. Want to get ready for Thursday's NFL game between the Jaguars and Bengals? Locked on Jags has you covered. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Don't forget, many of your favorite Locked On podcasts now have YouTube pages, just like me. You can subscribe to our YouTube page at Locked On Magic. Catch our live streams occasionally. We'll do some live streaming as well throughout the course of the season, including a show this Thursday. At 5 p.m., we'll make it a green uh, a Spotify green room as well, so you'll be able to interact directly with the show. I do keep tabs on, on the chat room and comments, uh, and we'll also try and uh, hook up the green room as well so people can uh, can hang out with us as well. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Since I've started covering the Orlando Magic, there have been a lot of coaches that have come through. Um, that's, that's an understatement. Um, I started covering the team uh, regularly or in person. I've, I've been covering and watching this team my entire life. But um, I, I started covering the team in person uh, in the 2011 season um, or the 20, sorry, the, the yeah, the 2011 uh, season and into the 2012 season. I got the tail end of Dwight Howard. Um, but most of my work has come post-Dwight. Um, so I've seen a lot of coaches come and go. I've seen a lot of changes within the Amway Center. And each coach does 
bring their own little flair to the practice facility. Um, they have their own little things. Um, you know, about, you know, whiteboards are moved to different locations. The things that are on said whiteboards, the competitions um, that they have internally with their players are all a little bit different. Um, and you know, I'll admit these these first couple podcasts as practice gets gets going. Um, are, are a little bit tricky for us in the media. Um, I was talking with some of the other reporters, um, and so much of you know our struggle, and yes, we have to you know continue to do our research and continue to, to find things. Is we're not getting new information right now. Um, we you know we've seen a lot of these players play a little bit uh, toward the end of last season, but we have no sense of the kind of coaching style or the kind of team that Jamal Mosley wants this group to be. And we have no sense of even the progress that they are making. Everything is so much conjecture because a last season matters, sure, for, as a baseline for what this team can accomplish and what this team can do. Um, but these players are all so young that there could be drastic improvements that we don't know about. Trust me, no one is more excited to even get a box score, even if Monday's game isn't on TV. No one's more excited to see a box score for Monday's game against the Boston Celtics, to see Wednesday's game against the New Orleans Pelicans, to get a real sense of who this team is uh, and what they might be able to accomplish and, and how they might implement what Jamal Mosley is willing to do. Right now, our questions are kind of skirting around the edges of the issue, and, and a lot of it is because we don't have the information right now to ask the right questions. Um because there's just there's just no new information out there. We're 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 grasping for for things that we could that we could uh, so that we can understand what we're going to see here uh, on Monday. Um, this you know this is why I, I will I will be an advocate of um, I'm an advocate of open media. Um, I think everyone should definitely have an open open line with the media. Um, you know I remember I heard heard you know reports from Charlotte that Steve Clifford would have an off the record lunch with members of the media um, before the season. Um, I've always, you know, if I were running a PR team, I would, I would, ask, I would say, I would have the coach say, "Hey, let people, let let people in off the record or on background to to some of these early practices." Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I have seen an NBA practice before, and it is illuminating. It it really teaches you a lot and helps you ask more informed questions. Like, sit down and explain to media on background what it is you're trying to accomplish, so that we can better evaluate what we're seeing and and, and understand what to expect when the team gets going right now. We don't have any of that. You know, we have some clips and clips, a little bit, a little bit of snippets and a little bit of clips here. Um, but there's still a lot that we don't know about this team. We're going to slowly learn though. We're going to slowly learn more and more about the way Jamal Mosley wants to operate in the way that this team is going to function. And, and one of the things that really stood out uh, from our in- introduction to this team was the changes within the Amway Center. Uh, in the Advent Health Practice Facility now, there is installed a bright blue bell. Um, it's on the far side. It's, uh, you, if you looked at the video that I posted on Orlando Magic Daily, um, you did not see the blue bell. I did not notice it actually until after practice had ended. Um, there's a bright blue bell on the wall on the far side, uh, closer to the weight room, um, right near where the players get their Gatorade bottles. And Everyone was, you know, wondering what this bell was for. And and the players began to explain that the coaches ring that bell whenever a player makes a hustle play, takes a charge, gets a, you know, gets a block, you know, does, you know, dives on the floor, stuff like that. 
Um, you know, it's a way of sort of internal competition. And as Jalen Suggs told us uh, after practice had ended, yeah, the bell rang a few times, but, um, you know, R.J. Hampton, but it's usually the coaches ringing it. But at one point, R.J. Hampton took a charge, was over by the bell, got up and rang it himself. So, you know, definitely definitely something to get excited about, I suppose. Something to, something to some, some type of Pavlovian reward, as some people have said, for doing the right play. But, you know, without having seen it at work, without having seen it in action, I can tell you that this kind of a change and, and this kind of a focus really feels central to what the Magic are trying to do. Tuesday's early practice, Tuesday's first practice was spent on drill work. Um, they did a lot of defensive drills. They they really put in they put in a lot of their defensive principles and uh, and what they're trying to accomplish on that end of the floor. It was really a focus on the fundamentals, as Jamal Mosley put it after practice. The team was focused on getting the simple things done, building those building blocks. And honestly, a big part of the cement that's going to build that foundation and keep it strong is the kind of plays that get that bell rung. That, you know, again, the plays that you emphasize, the plays that, that capitalize on what the team is doing, what the team is trying to accomplish. The fact that this thing is there, the fact that this thing is, is such a focus really tells you the kind of team Jamal Mosley wants. He wants them to play with a ton of energy, to get after players. And, and Mosley said, you know, we're going to get into players. We're going to play with a high-pressure defense, which is very, very different than Steve Clifford. Steve Clifford was a much more conservative defensive coach, and it's, a it's not that one is more effective than the other, but that was Clifford's way to be effective, was to play more conservative, protect the paint, rebound, you know, be very effective on the glass. Those were his emphasis. Mosley's emphasis is very, very different. Players to a T all said, and this was even before training camp began in media day, Mosley brings a lot of energy to practice. Indeed, as the media were let into the practice facility on Tuesday afternoon, you could feel the energy. Coaches were clapping. There was a lot of shouting and yelling as they were going through some of these shooting drills. Players were involved in creating this energy as much as the coaching staff was. But it's very, very clear that is the baseline for what this team is trying to be. Energy is really, really critical. Energy is really, really key to who this team is uh, and what this team is going to be about. And that bell, you know, at least in practice, is at the center of it. If, if, it's, if it's not at the center of it, it is a symbol and it is a way to remind the team, this is who we are. This is the kind of team we want to be. So much of this early part of training camp is about establishing that base. Um, and so whatever tricks, whatever tools you have to use to remind teams, the team, especially a new team like this, this is who we are. It's a good trick. It's a good tool. It's a good, useful, um, not weapon, but it's a good, useful thing to have. And obviously the magic have a lot of work to do. No one's hiding from it. No one is, it, no one is going away from the work that they have to put in. Because they want to be a certain kind of team. We'll talk a little bit more about why they want to be that certain kind of team coming up here in just a moment. But first, we have to do a kind of read. First, yes, it, it's it's getting October. So, you know, the, the, the humidity is dying down. We have many 90-degree days. But guess what? It is still Florida. It is still hot. It is still going to make you sweat. That's just the way it is. We chose to live here. Sorry. 
Um, if you're having trouble with sweat and you need an antiperspirant wipe to help block that sweat, you should use Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipes. Currently, the number one item in Amazon's antiperspirant category. Sweat Block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. I know this is going to sound too good to be true, but you literally only have to use Sweat Block once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with sweat, you have to check out Sweat Block today. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Today's podcast also brought to you by pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com. The warehouse is literally in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need, from brake parts, tail lamps, mortal oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. And see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So obviously, um, you know, I, I asked Jamal Mosley this directly, but defense is going to be this team's backbone. You know, whether you think that's the right decision or not, that's the path the Magic are going down. They want their team to be founded on defense. And again, there's there's plenty of evidence still, even in the league today, that teams that focus solely on defense can be successful. The 2019 Magic obviously made the NBA playoffs for the first time in seven years based off their defense, based off their strong defense, a top 10 defense. They made it back to the playoffs in 2020 based off, again, a top 10 level defense. Um, if anything, the biggest disappointment from last season was, you know, we expect the offense to be bad, that the defense dropped into the bottom five of the league. It's extremely disappointing to see the team struggling defensively. And I would argue that part of the problem, and it was a problem, I think, throughout the league, was the, the pandemic restrictions, the lack of practice time, led to looser defenses. Granted as well, offenses are becoming more efficient and offenses are just as important. Um, of the top 10 defensive teams in the league, nine of the 10 made the NBA playoffs with that ninth team being the Golden State Warriors. Of the top 10 offenses in the league, all 10 made the playoffs. You can see it at the bottom two of the top 10 defenses in the league, seven of 10 missed the playoffs as well as offensively Top bottom 10 teams, seven of the 10 missed the playoffs. So again, at the end of the day, to be really successful in this league, you need both a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. That's that's just that just goes without saying and, and makes logical sense. But defense could still be a way for a team to make the playoffs and make an easy path to the playoffs. New York Knicks, after all, did it last year. They were a top 10 defense in the league and a bottom 10 offense in the league. There is a path forward, but as the Knicks sort of proved in their series against the Atlanta Hawks, once you get into the playoffs, you're going to need to score. 
good offenses will beat good defenses in the playoffs. And, and if you're not able to carry your load offensively, you're going to be in trouble. That's what happened to the New York Knicks. That's what happened to the Magic in 2019 and 2020 as well. So there's obviously a lot to build and a lot to work on. We'll talk more about the offense here in a bit, but defense is still sort of the Magic's chosen path to make this next step for them. You can tell by the guys they've drafted, from Jonathan Isaac to Mo Bamba even, to Chuma Okiki, the guy, you know, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, both are considered really strong defenders. You can tell by the guys that Jeff Weltman has signed, like Michael Carter-Williams, like Al Aminu, even Robin Lopez to some extent, um, that defense is what really matters and what the Magic want to build their hat on, the identity they want to have. Whether that's the right decision or not is certainly one that you can debate. Can a team that is so defensively focused still win in the NBA? Um, the stats would suggest that, yes, they can still win, but they definitely need a little bit more of a push offensively than perhaps the Magic have been receiving, and that's one of the things that was holding the Magic back despite such a strong defense. The question, of course, is can you teach offensive-minded players to play defense, or do you, what do you need to, to, to get them to that level? It's all fair questions. I'm not here to, to say that this is the correct answer. This is simply the answer the Magic have come up with. And the Magic have determined that defense is perhaps their quickest way to compete again, but the quickest way for them to build a championship-level roster. The Magic are going to need offensive players. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But defense is going to be what we judge this team on. This team is built for defense, whether it's Wendell Carter, whether it's Mo Bamba, whether it's Jalen Suggs, whether it's Jonathan Isaac, whether it's uh, Franz Wagner, whether it's Chuma Okiki. These guys were brought in mostly for their defensive abilities. And that's the kind of team the Magic want to be. So if the offense struggles and sputters, not good, but fine. This year, though, the Magic need to begin carving a defensive identity, carving who they want to be on that end. The coaching staff has clearly put the focus on that. The players are clearly tailor-made to be that. And so if there's a statistic, if there is something tangible that we will look at and judge this Magic team on, it's going to be their defensive rating. It's going to be their defensive effectiveness. Now, again, this, the defense the Magic are going to run this year is going to be very different than the defense the Magic ran under Steve Clifford. It's going to be a lot more pressure. It's going to be a lot more into the ball. There's going to be more backline mistakes, but also probably the more potential to create turnovers and get out in transition. So it's going to be interesting to see what this looks like and, and how we can judge success for a team like this Magic team, because at the end of the day, everything has to be put into context of who the team is and what they're trying to accomplish. We'll find out just what this team can do defensively, but no doubt it is supposed to be the team's strength. As I said, though, you cannot forget about the offense. And as much as the Magic spent time on their first practice on offense or on defense, offense is still going to be vitally important for this team. We'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. But before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. You've probably heard me talk about it ad nauseum. They've been a long-time sponsor of the show, but they wouldn't be such a long-time sponsor if they weren't good. And trust me, they are good. I am not a workout guy. I am not a big protein bar guy. Don't enjoy, uh, I've never really enjoyed protein bars, but then, you know, Built Bar started sending us some stuff and yes, I had to give it a try. And I must say that Built Bar has become a regular part of my diet, whether it's after a workout or to give me that energy boost at three, at three 30 in the afternoon to get to the end of my day. Built Bar comes in so many delicious flavors. There's literally something for everyone, whether you want a fruity flavor like raspberry, 
or savory flavor like cookies and cream. I'm a big fan of a lot of these flavors. I don't even like raspberry, and I enjoy the raspberry. That's how good they are. Not only are the Built Bars tasty, but they are healthy too. They come with 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180. So these are not meal replacement bars. These are truly snack bars, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by pals at Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes now on the gridiron as football teams are back on the field to start another season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With the new updated site interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. A lot of talk uh, on that first day was about the Magic's defense and, and and how much that's going to be vital and key to the team's identity and the team's backbone. That's who this team wants to be. Um, no doubt that's going to be central to the Magic and, and what they're trying to accomplish this year. We're, no one's going to hide from it. No one's going to deny it. We're going to judge this team a lot based off their defense. But it would be silly not to talk about the offense. Um, and while the first state was not focused on so many offensive principles – we can't ignore. Um, you know, Mosley has said that his offense will be about pace, space in the pass. Um, pace, we assume, means that they want to play high energy, high tempo. That's, again, a big focus, it seems, in these early days of training camp. Um, we assume with the pressure defense that they're going to play, they want to get out and run as well and get out and transition and, and, and really try and push and really try and push the tempo and impose a will on the team. You know, again, Steve Clifford is a great coach, but certainly one criticism that you could say is, he, they let everything play out in front of them rather than going out and forcing things on other teams. They never really, you know, they, they dictated things defensively perhaps, um, but still in a very conservative manner. This is this seems like a very attacking style of defense that the Magic are trying to play now. Space, though, is very much, space and the pass are very much about your ability to hit three-point shots. Um, you only spread out defenses if they have to cover the three-point line. And, you know, it's still a huge question mark and a huge issue. The Magic are not one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league or, or not, are actually one of the worst and have very few shooters that defenses are going to respect, at least at the beginning of the season. Terrence Ross right now is probably the only player on the Magic that has any sort of gravity. That, that, that's kind of a, a measure. There's, there's statistics out there that measure how much, how much defenses shade to one player. Terrence Ross, I believe, is in the top quarter of the league in terms of gravity, so... Defenses are always aware and cognizant of where he is. And that opens up space for others, but at this point, Isaac shooting three, probably even if Chuma Okiki is shooting a three. 
The Magic were teams in the last year in the league. Like, was twenty seventh in the league in three point field goal percentage. Um, they were not a good three point shooting team, and obviously that hurt their offense. And in a league that is more offensive focused than maybe it's ever been, we're seeing the best and most efficient offenses in league history right now. Um, regularly, um, the Magic have to find a way to be better shooters. Um, one of the flaws, and certainly one of the faults that Jeff Weltman has had, is he has not acquired a lot of shooters. Cole Anthony is the only offensive-minded player he has drafted. Um, Tumo Kiki is a good shooter. I'm um, not a great shooter, but there's no, you know, Terrence Ross is the only specialty shooter. The Magic would certainly like to see Gary Harris get back to some of his 2018 levels. Um, I don't think they need him to score that much, but they certainly need him to shoot that well. They'd like to see Cole Anthony obviously improve his shooting, Chumo Kiki improve his shooting, see if Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz have improved their shooting. Um, there's certainly some indications and hints that maybe they have a little bit while they've been recovering from injury. Um, but the Magic just need to be a threat from beyond the arc. And it has to be a focus, creating quality three-point looks, not just regular three-point looks, quality three-point looks, uh, and hitting them when you're open. That's going to get defenses to respect you, and that's going to change and open everything up. Jalen Suggs' arrival should help on this front. He is not a, I wouldn't say he's a knockdown three-point shooter, but he's a threat. And teams are going to have to be aware and cognizant of him. Franz Wagner is an okay three-point shooter as well. We'll, we'll see how they react to the NBA line in a real game wearing a real jersey. Um, but no doubt, the Magic's three-point shooting is a huge key to their ultimate success beyond this season. And we'll see if the Magic put that focus to work, whether the Magic can improve on that this year. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Get your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also subscribe to us now on YouTube and check us out in visual form. We'll be doing a live YouTube stream on Thursday at 5 p.m. That's Thursday at 5 p.m. We'll also be on Spotify Green Room for that show so you can interact directly with the show. I will try and hold um, your, 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 uh, your call-ins up to the mic uh, and get you on the show that way as well. So definitely check us, definitely check us out. Uh, at 5 p.m. on Thursday for a live stream. We'll be doing those fairly regularly. I am also planning perhaps doing pre-game uh, pre-game live streams as well as some post-game live streams um, if the fates allow. So we'll talk plenty of Magic basketball throughout the course of the season. We're really excited to get this season started. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philipr underscore md. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. You listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening and watching today's episode of Locked On Magic. Apologies again for getting it out a bit late. We do appreciate all of you who make us your first listen. If we're not your first listen, make us your second listen. It's all good. We're we're, we're happy. We're happy to be heard. We're happy to be seen. And we're happy to have Magic basketball back. We'll talk a whole lot more about the Orlando Magic after their second day of practice coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.